now recording. And then clap sync. Three, two, one. And we are back with another episode. After reminiscing about our high school days as if we were pathetic adults who peaked in high oh, school. Oh, man. <laughs> I guess we're Dude, our tenure's adults. coming up soon. Is it? Mm-hmm. I always want it to be like really buff for my tenure, and it's not going to happen. Right? Like, should <laughs> I give up Same. now? Yeah. <laughs> say, the like, question is, should I give up? The answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> I've always like, yeah, I've like strong getting like, I know like when I first left high school, I was like, oh yeah, I'll totally go to my tenure and I'll show all those people. And now it's getting closer right? to the tenure and I'm just like... Do I really want to put myself through that? I mean, do I give a shit about any of these people? Oh, yeah, no. When I left high school, I was like, no. 100%. And here I am, like, 10 years later being like, still no? Yeah. (laughs) But, like, but I would reconsider if I was amazing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, right. If I was just stunningly good at everything, then I would reconsider. Show up everyone, then yeah. Yeah. Like, if I... Yeah. But I I won't. So, I, I went to a high school where it, it was uh it's a private high school and uh just seeing wow. some of the other people from my year and other years just like what they're doing now it's like oh okay so you're just a millionaire by yourself now without you <laughs> oh know, my God. It's like, great that's awesome all you had it's to like do was one dude who's like a successful <laughs> like investor on wall street he like created his own fucking like green energy investing company okay. hedge fund maybe i don't know with his friends from yale yeah. Uh, <laughs> like when he like just graduated um this other guy who's like working for a really important uh, important uh big uh prestigious big yeah yeah prestigious um uh, uh, consulting firm. Dude, consulting firms are like the most like, James, you feel this, right? Like the people who say like, yo, I'm a consultant. I'm like, first of all, A, how do you have any skills at all? I swear you just, just graduated and now they're flying you around to like be an expert on shit. So, so the thing about, the thing about consultants is that no, you don't, you don't, your skill is figuring shit out really fast. So you're basically hired to just do a shitload of research and become an (laughs) expert on whatever they need you to be an expert on. That just reminded Um, me of the meme of, like, someone going to a job interview and being like, oh, it says here in your resume you're very quick at math. Like, yeah. Like, all right, what's, uh, like, what's 67 times 8? They're like, 532. And they're like, that's not even close, but it was fast. (laughs) 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 That's dumb as hell. (laughs) So you just have to be a good researcher. Fuck, I could have done that then. I mean, yeah. oh, well. there's still time. I was no, gonna it's say, over for me. You're that. not necessarily <laughs> on your dead. like tail end of your working career, McCoy. <laughs> I'm that sure was a great like. There's an interview question with fucking Bill Burr, the comedian, where they're like, "So you're like in your prime right now? Like you're just like really big? Like like what are you gonna do while you can really capitalize on this?" And he's like, "Wait, like, do you think I'm gonna like?" injure myself and not be able to write a joke like the fuck like (laughs) like, what are you talking about i mean i don't know a lot of comedians commit suicide i mean some of them do but he was just like why do you think 
I'm not going to be able to be a comedian in a couple of years. Like, the fuck is wrong with you? It's just like, Uh, I mean, what what happens to every other comedian? They they get me too'd out of existence. (laughs) (laughs) So true. So true. Oh. Yeah. Dude, speaking of like like consultants of being a, oh, okay. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Speaking of like consultants being a bullshit job, interviewers. I think interviewers are bullshit jobs. A bullshit job. I wouldn't say like that, the, I wouldn't say the whole the whole line is bullshit, but from a lot of the interviewers <laughs> I've seen. Awesome recording. <laughs> <laughs> you prove my point, McCoy. I know, dude. <laughs> I actually, I actually think the art of interviewing is a really beautiful art it but is it's just like not so many people who are not up to the task are interviewers and it's like it's disgraceful you know i was thinking about this the yeah other i mean day, that's like, why you don't watch random youtube interviews oh, oh god, god. god i don't even we were just watching npr something dude we were just watching fucking a gameplay video of uh dying light and it was like they the developers gave it to a random YouTuber so he could like no not even dude they they like released that they're on their on their own okay and then that YouTuber just took the whole footage and just talked over it he just talked over it so we were watching it and he like had a great SEO I guess and so he was the first thing that we clicked on and it just felt like one of those garbage interviewers on YouTube that you're talking about that nobody watches where it was just like oh there's something really cool going oh Jesus there's a guy also in here too can we get him out of this how do we <laughs> yeah because like the the developers who made the footage and released it also talked at parts. Yeah. So he'd like be making some dumb point, then they would talk, and he'd like shut up and be like, "Okay, back to my bullshit." It's just like, no, like <laughs> this is so unnecessary, man. Just get your shit out of here. Also, his shit was so so but bad. He was, you but. were watching it, right? See, the problem is that we were watching it because, of course, that comes up before, like, just the like developers' footage. Yeah. So it's just like, thanks, man. Yeah. Guess we'll watch this. Also, his name was The Rad Brad. It's true. Apparently, he's clearly massive. he's a popular wow, guy. name yeah. dropping. We're name dropping on this podcast. Dude, he's like 12 <laughs> right, edit that out. hours. His now. name was... Like, I, know, <laughs> I know we just shit talked to him, but maybe he could give us a shout out. Yo, if you could have a dog. Think about the yeah, little guys. How many the views does he have? Like, a couple hundred? No, he's like... He has, like, like he has 12 million, million subscribers. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Look, man, he's red. So that's going to be cr- like our 2021 goal, right, guys? 21 million listeners. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, yep. recently we doubled our listeners from 7 to 14. I almost didn't get that. I almost didn't get that. I almost but it was said fast. 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Dude, I think it's crazy that even in the fucking modern day, like, I, I, I still find YouTubers that I'm like, I've never heard of you, and you're bigger than, like, Jesus. Like, like how did this happen? Ah, the Beatles approach. No, but, like, how did this happen? <laughs> how did this guy make a fucking gaming channel and just stroll under the radar in my life for, like, my entire, Twelve like, 10 year olds. How did he do it? Oh. <laughs> <sighs> No, they watch YouTube more than my anybody else. Oh. They watch so much fucking YouTube. Fuck. Guys, we should skew for... Can anyone Fortnite dance? <laughs> I mean, I did my you best just, on the fucking Instagram this shouted, weekend, but... Fuck! And then you <laughs> said, right. can we skew our viewership towards 12-year-olds? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so... Okay. I, t- I don't think I needed that Rule play number play. one to how to attract 12-year-olds. Don't swear. Honestly, though, mm. swear. No, fuck that. You yeah. have to go lower. You have to go for what they think <laughs> edgy is. 
I'm so serious. No, you think? No, they want to watch. They want to be adults. They want to watch people swear. No, it's it's. You know what yeah, it is? I will tell you exactly true. what it is. It's it's actually. I think it's more nuanced than that. Although that is true. I think every age group, if you were to divide it into brackets, wants to be or wants to watch content from at least one bracket above. So like twelve year olds want to watch like fifteen year olds. I mean, to but what's your definition of above? In terms of older, do seventy year olds want to watch ninety year old content? So I haven't. No, they don't know what they don't know what YouTube is. <laughs> they they just watch the birds go by in the window. No, <laughs> to the they, wall. I mean, they watch they watch the <laughs> Turner Classic movies, um, which might be hundred and twenty year olds at this point, right? That is a great channel. What are you talking? Turner about? Classic movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just saying that like I've is noticed. It though? I mean, no. Can I've we get sponsored by TCM? <laughs> Let's just all watch Lifetime. <laughs> yeah, dude. I always just want to watch... What is that? Fucking TV land? This episode brought <laughs> okay. to you by I Love Lucy. <clears throat> That's so bad. Wait, but like, we'll finally get an email and it's going to be like the I Love Lucy PR crew being like, please don't name drop us on your podcast. <laughs> we used an algorithm to find you and frankly, we were very Cease disappointed and in the reference. and desist suggesting that we would ever give you money. <laughs> Oh, that's actually so funny. You're playing video games? Ah, oh, video games, you guys and your pogo sticks and PlayStation Xboxes. <laughs> no, they, they should understand video games because aren't they really close to like, wasn't it like TV no. Land is really close to fucking no, Cartoon what, Network? What do you want it? No. What? Aren't they on the same network? They're owned by different They might be companies. owned by this, I don't know. I just remember being like, it was like TV land during the time of the day when the old people are awake and then when the kids are up there and they're on the TV, that's when it's a different. Sure. You're having yeah. a laugh. I might be having a laugh. I don't know. I, I, Look, yeah, if we're, I love we're Lucy beyond my, my range of, of understanding. I don't even think I Love Lucy plays on Turner Classic Movies, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't even think I Love movie. Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, All I'm going to say is, look, if I Love Lucy wants to talk shit, all we have to reference is that the main character talks all the time about beating his wife, Lucy. So I think we're a step up above the head. He does? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Bang, pow, straight to the moon. I, I don't think I know this source material well enough to, like... Dude, you didn't have a childhood if you didn't watch I Love Lucy. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> and all I remember later. is that one episode with chocolates on a conveyor belt, and people were laughing hysterically, and I was nine, and I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why you were like, I'm going straight to Minecraft YouTube, right? That's yeah. No, that's when memory. I that's when I pulled up a Bill Burr clip, and as a nine year old, I was like, Yes, this is comedy. <laughs> this guy gets it. Are you a boy, dude? I definitely think there is an art to the strategic Bill Burr clip that you pull oh out in conversation. God. There's an art to it. Oh yeah. So but anyway, so this wait, wait, sorry, is sorry. a video game podcast. Oh. oh, okay. Okay, fine. Sorry, McCoy, I just go. wanted one, one more fucking bullshit topic. I think we should consider doing gaming news at the beginning of our shows. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I mean, do you, do you have something you want to bring up? Oh, no, I was hoping to not do any work. <laughs> but I was just thinking, like... I was hoping you guys would talk. No, I just think it'd be cool. Like, if during this bullshit section where we just sort of talk, I feel like it'd be kind of cool. I, I don't know. You I said, don't what know. happened this week in gaming? Like... 
Hell if I know. I'm the six I was too busy trying to right do my third playthrough of the council. Why? Why did you do that? Okay. <laughs> I'm, okay, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. Oh my we, God. we can get into it. We can get into it. I'm oh, just saying, not, so I'm not funny. saying we start now today. I'm just saying it's, it'd be something that'd be kind of cool. Like if there's a cool All new right. story or something, bring it. Like Gaming I thought the, the story about news. <laughs> well, McCoy, I mean, <laughs> you and I already talked about this, McCoy. I said we should do this as All a right. separate little Anthem bit. Anthem to get substantial reinvention as Bioware rethinks games design. No, no, no. Good, no. because I never touched that game because it looked terrible. Dude, thank um, God Ken Levine isn't there anymore. Oh, okay, sorry. News, I didn't mean to. Animal Crossing music browser extension now adapts to local weather. Oh, they were making <laughs> System Shock 3, but that whole crew got canned. Oh. Oh, unfortunate. Yeah. There's a lot of unfortunate shit like that. I'm still like. No, I'm, I'm sure when weird. we like show up with more prepared, newsworthy topics, we could probably debate it more than just reading off the Google results page. <laughs> yeah, like no, James McCoy, how are we right? coming on getting a Ken somebody? On the podcast? Somebody's Dude, guessing I that Hideo <laughs> Kojima's next big project should be a mecha game. Be a movie. Oh, um, interesting. I heard. I heard. News so that's just going to go that's to movies. False. Maybe he could head a uh, Titanfall three. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I was just saying it's okay. So apparently, like. We're super not down to talk about podcast theory on the podcast, but I was thinking it could be because something cool, something to consider. But uh, yeah, no, this is a fun little. But this is peek stuff you bring up before we fans. hit record, McCoy. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's just the for perfect, the fans. Yeah, it's fan service. Yeah, because then it's, and then they get to know. Oh what my we're god, thinking. this is my favorite gaming news article headline. Hit us ever. with it. It's from Fox. James is in deep. Fox U.S. News? Army okay. to use gamers' brainwaves to train military <laughs> robot swarms. Reasonable. I'm so pleased. What the? What? Dude, I found my calling in life, guys. I'm out. Dude, how many times do you think Fox News has run the story? Like Army uses gamers. To well, did you know God. that the Army has an esports team? No, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Do, yeah. Huh. yeah, I mean, no, I, look, if Cloud I was Nine just Army got General, like a sports psychologist who was like a former Navy veteran sports psychologist. Cloud doing really well this year on the league scene so uh you know who's not doing know. really well this year my boys in g2 oh r.i.p <laughs> for for, for siege <laughs> for like all games oh, okay <laughs> especially well on the league scene <laughs> i don't follow league yeah they're, oh, well they're, there you go that's where yeah. they're doing well that's where you that, gotta put your well, that's money good i just know they make a lot of self-deprecating memes yeah so i always assume they're doing bad <laughs> they probably are <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sports psychologists have been, like, like the first wave of them in, in esports was, like, not super effective, but then, like, they actually got some real ones in, and it was effective because everybody knew this for the longest time, but kids who play in their basement and then go to massive stadiums choke hard. Hard. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it turns out playing on a team actually requires teamwork and socialization skills to be able to utilize teamwork. <laughs> who yeah. would have thunk? <laughs> No, it's like G2. Right now, it's like I said earlier, right now the Rainbow Six Siege Invitationals are going on. Okay. So it's like the, the world, you know, like finals, essentially. Um, like the, the best of the best are there. <laughs> world premiere. But <laughs> um, uh, G2, like, just got demolished in, like, the like the games leading up to the Invitational. So they had to be directly invited by ubisoft to participate yep (laughs) and they were kind of like yeah we don't really deserve to be here but thanks for the invite there was a team like that for a long time that got invited and eventually the tournaments couldn't even invite them anymore it was brutal it was like six months of them just truly dying before but they were one of the most uh reputable it was a virtus pro 
They were okay. one of the most reputable. Uh, well, that's the thing is G two. They actually they were the world champions last year. Oh, I see. So that's how they got invited. Yeah. Then this oh, okay. year it's just like they were garbage. Oh god. Lost all their players. Or did the meta change? It could be one or the other. That's the thing with video games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they swapped out like one player, but that was is. I think it just had like a rough. I think there's just like some chemistry or something not working out. Mm-hmm. But I actually watched one of their games and they did very well. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just like. Now that they're at like the pro level, maybe they'll get their shit together. But we'll maybe. see. There's mm. a there's a lot of mind games that play at like a team that like wins and gets on top. Like being a team that's climbing and it's like you're not at the top yet, it gives you a lot of advantages. Like one, you don't necessarily feel that you need to win and you should win. Should is a is a term that goes around in esports all the time. Should. This team should beat the other one. It's like betting odds. Yeah. But uh then when you should win and you start to fall behind, you should get in your own head real fast. Like, what? we should be better than these guys. What the fuck's happening? But then also, when you're on top for a while, people look to you for defining the meta or defining strategies. So, like, they look to you and they go, interesting, you're the number one team. I'm going to look at what the fuck you do. Interesting, here's some flaws. But yep. if you're an underdog team, you're coming up. Nobody's looking at you. No one cares. They don't have time. So there's oftentimes a rise to the top that's quick and then there's like oh everyone's actually looking at me now and they picked me right the fuck apart and i started choking and and then it's just this huge decline yeah so that happens a lot look for it it's um it's awkward to watch kids choke in video games because you're like i feel you bro that is so much pressure holy shit you're so good i love you i'd buy your shirt but yeah this is this is really bad Well, okay. right. Do you want well, me to like, create a jingle in video for games. like? <laughs> hey, hey! I know where this is going. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you already. This week we played the council, <laughs> episode one, <laughs> and boy did we have an experience on Saturday with McCoy at the helm, <laughs> which we what the will fuck? probably get into. <laughs> But I guess to give you guys some backstory, dear listener, so we played uh, The Council Episode 1, which is a game that was released throughout the entirety of 2018 by Big Bad Wolf, which is a French development company. And it's just an interactive murder mystery with cool RPG elements, but you kind of play this uh, protagonist with some mother issues. Mother um mother Mother smells like this he's like one step away from saying that it's like real creepy mother issues yeah mother would use gunpowder in a barrel like this (laughs) my this smells like my mother mother i knew you were here i'm like i know louis stop why did you yeah so we play our uh Lovely, uh, lovely protagonist in Louie, who's part of this uh, secret golden order, and his uh, mother's gone missing on an island, and we have to figure out where she is while also trying to figure out, you know, who this fabled owner of the mansion is, Mortimer, and then there's a bunch of other diplomats and politicians and leaders of the world who also gather around us that we have to befriend or keep at arm's length including a absolutely spittle ridden george washington which that was an assault on my eyes (laughs) we were watching that show on massive tv over here and it was like woof. okay yeah 
I think it was like I I'd never want to say like it's because your graphics were too good, but watching mm-hmm. other playthroughs, I'm like your graphics were too good because yeah. the reflection on the corner of his mouth just looked like this little bit of drool coming out of the side of Washington's mouth. I mean, that's like, what it did is, it ever. Oh my no, god, it yeah. Bad. Look, I'm sorry that I record everything in 1440p and then downscale to 720p for the stream, which apparently is a great way of going for high quality. But you're going to have to see some. It's the same shit where you look at people and you're like, is that a pour? No, no. <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> we're not ready for 4K. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're watching like, a, you know, like an anchor and you're like, yeah, cool. And then you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that can I see the makeup from here? Like, oh, no. <laughs> I see you trying to hide those crow's feet. Yeah, you do. At what point does an anchor show their anyways? Never mind, not important. Not important, but yeah. <laughs> show so, their crow's feet. Yeah. No, it's just yeah. Do you know what a crow's foot is? It's there no? I see you have some right now. <laughs> I do. <laughs> is it It's the wrinkles on the sides of your corners of your eyes. Oh, it's not like when your feet are like Okay. How many barefoot news anchors do you watch? That's what I was asking you. <laughs> yes, for I mean, real. Like, I mean I only watch the top ten. <laughs> Like what do you want from me? <laughs> no, but seriously, oh, like boy. this this game has a really great duality in its graphics, where uh, a lot of the models in this game are really like, and by models I mean like, oh, that's a nice apple on the table, or that's a nice cake, the set or that pieces. the set pieces, the you know geometry, like yeah, the physical the set things pieces in the, and the environments are beautiful. They're beautiful and they're placed really thoughtfully and carefully, and they have a lot of composition to them, and the light bounces off them delightfully. And then you just get to someone's face. And it hurts, man. It's real bad. Yeah, I'd say the character models and the character animations are a little rough. Oh god, the animations. Yeah, there's are the one guy bad. whose face looks like a dry riverbed. <laughs> it's so true though. It's like he shows up and you're just like can I turn these graphic settings down just to smooth his, <laughs> yeah. smooth his face yeah, so out for the just, love of God? Can I just delete character faces? No. God, no. I, oh. I decided that, you know, the game developers, they spent most of their graphics production budget on the beautiful, like, scenery textures and, you know, all of the all of the set pieces and all of the cool, like, reflections. And then they're like, oh, you know, our game has people in it. Let's spend the remainder of the budget on hmm, Sir Holmes's face and Emily's boobs. And everything see, else uh, will just be like so different from the rest of the production. God. Did you ever see that notorious glitch from Assassin's Creed Unity where the main character's face didn't load in? Yeah, and so you it was just, just see floating that eyeballs and a mouth. Yes. I feel like that would have been I a better play. approach. Oh my god. That or, or everyone gets the peasant's mask and it becomes like a ballroom scene, yeah. right? Where everyone's wearing oh some sort god. of mask. That could have worked. Yeah. You, you could tell cool. that they didn't want to deal with the servants' faces because they're like, hmm, we yeah, want to have servants a, around this mansion. Oh, we ran out of put time a mask on it. Face. I think that was, a, they looked at everyone else's face and was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the faces are brutal, and it's unfortunate. I wish it stopped there. It doesn't. Like you said, the animations are brutal too. And then on top of that, the voice acting is also brutal at times where you're like, oh, dear. But. I would like to put on top of all that that I actually think the writing underneath is pretty good and the intrigue is pretty good too. And so there's like this weird like push pull with this game where you're like, oh my God, I'm so out. I'm so out. And you're like, okay, actually, 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 I'm kind of in for a second here. Like, what is, why is there George Washington here? Why is there Napoleon Bar- Elizabeth Adams? That's strange. Like, what's going on with her? And then you're just like talking to them and it's, it's 
it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's like this game it's should have almost been hard. a walking simulator. No, I because no, it can't be a walking simulator because I think the one redeeming part about this game is the skill trees and RPG elements. So like that actually is what made the game it's interesting true. for me. <laughs> if yeah. this was just a walking simulator, I would have quit a long time ago because I just <laughs> couldn't bear to see it. <laughs> well, obviously the game would need some reworking, but <laughs> yeah, fair. It just it's interesting. Like what I, I think of this in the context of Undertale, right? Whereas Undertale had cringe in it, and this game has cringe in it, and it's just like, how do you react to that cringe? Really, just defines your experience with the game, right? Because like, like, why well, I mentioned this for me at least, it seems like the the cringe in Undertale was put in on purpose, mm-hmm. whereas this just seems like an unfortunate byproduct of <laughs> whatever the game design or however they went around building this. Yeah, or the the fact that there the, were certainly a lot of character lines where they say something, and I would kind of just wanted to sit back and be like, "That was the best take you could get of that line like, <laughs> yeah, <I do. laughs> from a voice actor in a voice acting booth." Like, <laughs> you, maybe another take could have been a little bit better for that one. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I get the sense that like French was the first dialogue for this game, and actually, my understanding from the like the little storyline that someone fucking told to me of this game was that. It was a bunch of runoff from, uh, I think it was Ubisoft, Ubisoft Montreal or something like that. Like so it was big studios, um, and they just wanted they were like they were heavily talented in terms of like games, but they weren't very big. So they just got a couple of people from each sort of area, and they were like, "Let's do our own thing." And you can tell because they definitely are held back. Like they went for a AAA look, they went for big 3D. They didn't go for pixel art. They didn't go for. So I will say that there is some credence to that in the case of, so like I said before, Assassin's Creed Unity that takes place in Paris. Mm-hmm. However, like none of the voice actors are French. So all of the French characters speak with an English accent. Mm-hmm. And I think it was done because, I'm not defending this, but to the higher ups at Ubisoft or whatever, they say that French is like one of the harder accents to clearly listen to and understand what people are for saying. an american audience probably so <clears throat> that's why they went with you know like english or american accents versus like french accents sure so maybe well, like, that's the servant has a french you know, accent and it sounded well, that's, fine yeah. to me so well that's like... the thing is like you notice it when you listen to the servants or like napoleon mm-hmm. of course however i think the like napoleon's right hand man that dude who's supposed to be french mm-hmm. does not sound french <laughs> the oh, oh, yeah. he just sounds aggressive hey what yeah. are you doing down here <laughs> he sounds like a true sure, bona fide american yeah <laughs> but uh he's like a revolutionary right or something yeah but then the the case is also you hear it when you're listening to these voice actors who are doing the other characters and they're kind of like i'd say like skirting the line of sounding good and not sounding good but then when they say a french name like mm-hmm. yeah, they, just, they just nail that and they shit. Nail you're, like, it. And you're like what the fuck yeah it's just like yeah. butchering butchering <laughs> nailed the french name it's like yeah well, you know the director was like no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, it's, it's inconsistent, though, because, like, your main character, Louis Deliches, like, he'll say some, like, the voice actor will <clears throat> say some words in, like, a pretty good French accent. Like, he'll be like, oh, Jacques Perroux, or, like, you know, Napoleon Bonaparte. 
and then like he Are says really his own last name. Good French accent? Is that really <laughs> no, what no, you no. no, 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 no. Like what I'm trying to get at is like he will say that in a flawless French accent. Not to say that I have. I definitely do not because I don't speak French. But then he'll like say his own last name, and he says it in such an Americanized way where he'd be like, "I'm Louis de de Riche," and it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> Louis de Riche. consistent with that. Like, yeah, there's actually that's all I ask for. <laughs> Yeah, th- I, there's like a weird, there's a bunch of those weird inconsistencies and definitely some translation issues too. In fact, I don't know if we've seen this yet, but I think, I don't think we did it. I don't think we talked enough to the servant, but I think if you talk more to the servant or perhaps it's in the next section, I don't remember, but he basically starts listing what floors you need to go to and he lists the ground floor. As yeah, we haven't seen floor. that yet, McCoy. No, that was Spoiler. in episode one. McCoy just never talked to the servant in our oh. playthrough, James. No, I did, but people so, told me to fucking blame leave. him. They were like, don't talk to this guy anymore. And I was like, okay. Um, I think you're putting words in our mouth, but go ahead. I think oh, we were mad because you kept no run it you back. kept picking we the talk- same we were talking dialogue options over and over. No, because we over. well that did happen. But we <laughs> No, we were uh, we were manipulating him to get uh, resources. We got we tried to get an amber and we also Oh, got, that's right. And yeah, then exactly. Then when just, you asked him for amber twice in a row, we were like, All right, McCoy. Yeah, and then you were like everyone was like, Leave and I was like, Fine, well we're not gonna get this awesome dialogue where they list the zeroth floor. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, <laughs> But yeah, that's just a cultural difference, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't say yeah. for the zeroth floor, but I know the in like in certain places, yeah. Well, yeah. it's like I think here in America we refer to it as the ground floor, mm-hmm. and the first floor is the floor above that. No, I think first floor is yeah. ground floor. I can't remember what. Yeah, in America, I don't know. Okay, I know there's a difference though. I know some places refer to the ground floor, and then the second floor is the first floor. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, right. actually, I've, and that's how they did it in this game because in my playthrough, I asked for all of the floor plans, and like the second floor was like, "Oh yeah, the second floor, you're not allowed to go up there because that's uh, that's Mortimer's floor. You're not allowed to go up there." And I'm like, "But I was just my my room's on the second floor. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, sorry, I got it backwards. So yes, to them, <laughs> the second floor to us yes. is their first floor." That would right. Be? Yeah, because yeah. it's zero, one, two. Yeah, because yeah. they start counting at zero. Yeah. Yeah. Savages. <clears throat> yeah. So like, like they do in programming. Oh, Savages. True. <laughs> oh, that is. There are like reasons and stuff, and I get all that shit, but like, damn, starting at zero just fucking sucks in programming. <laughs> There's only two numbers you need: zero and one. Okay, dude. <laughs> it, I'll keep that in really, mind. What's the, Let's talk about the game mechanics, though. Like, I want to talk about these RPG (laughs) elements, though, because this was the part of the game that I really actually enjoyed that they do. And it's a really interesting take on, (laughs) well, for now, because it's episode one, I will (laughs) give it that caveat. (laughs) There's still four episodes to go. (laughs) But, um, but I I hear the slight misery in her voice when she said four episodes ago. serious i really do like the rpg elements i think they're really cool with the skill tree and like for a murder mystery game mccoy stop mm-hmm. like you're right you're not right like, i don't think that's what that was supposed to be i think i just have to acknowledge people as they say things i don't know no i heard it too so you're you're no, right. just like mm-hmm, i'm listening the dismissive mm-hmm. no it's like okay yeah i see what you're saying i think it was me trying to follow you but yeah we could fight too if you wanted I would love that. <laughs> okay, cool. 
All right. But anyway, like, I think it's cool that you can start off with the beginning of this game, mm-hmm. choosing between three classes with the, the diplomat, the occultist, and the detective. And with those, you get a certain set of skills that automatically level up to level one, depending on the profession you choose. And then you can choose based off of a skill point bank that you obtain as you complete levels to, you know, either feed it into your own profession skills to level them up even higher, or you can spend them in other profession skill points to maybe, you know, equalize what you have for your own profession, which I really like because it, you know, there's different, uh, there's different techniques that you can use to go throughout the episode. Like I believe in the playthrough that we all did together on Saturday, we were, you know, trying to figure out the best way to maximize our points by leveling up as many skills as possible at the beginning of each level. Um, in my own playthrough that I did uh, afterwards, I am going more for the try to get every skill to level one, you know, try to maybe level some up to level two or level three if points allow. Um, but I'm trying to kind of obtain all the skills on an even footing before I level up even further. Um, And it's really cool because then there's a lot of actions in the games that you can do um, where you need those particular skills. You know, you come across a lock and you can either continue like searching around the house for a key to go into that lock. Or if you level up the subterfuge skill, you can just lock pick it. Um, which I find to be like a really cool way to experience the game. You know, you have to kind of be tactful in which skills you want to level up um, and which skills, you know, you maybe want to leave alone. Yeah, and I think it's worth maybe mentioning like what these skills are because like the key difference in this game and other games have a similar approach, but I think what makes this game stand out and that those other games don't, you know, it's it's not very common to see this. Is It's not really combat-based, these skills. Like, they're actually more like pieces of knowledge or approaches to things. So there's stuff like, uh, yeah, subterfuge we talked about. But there's also manipulation and there's also questioning. And then there's also fucking agility, which, like, hasn't come into play yet. It might be a combat that's, thing. That's for, like, oh, reaching up to high, like, drawers. No, this is stuff. my favorite part because mm-hmm. I went the detective Shelves. route where you level up to... You level up agility. And so in your guys' playthrough on Saturday, you know, because we went the occultist route uh, in our playthrough on Saturday, which automatically gives you subterfuge. But I went the detective route, which does not. And at the beginning of the game, you come across a gate. And it was funny because I was like, well, I don't have points in subterfuge. So how can I possibly get to the other side of this gate? And there's a metal rod that you find in my... (laughs) You try to open it with the metal bar, but you're not allowed to do it. But then you can spend a points points in agility, and you can really try to open the door with the metal <laughs> pipe. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, try hard enough. There's another point where you can. I, I actually think it's literally what James is talking about. You can reach extra high on a bookshelf, and it's like the trolliest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but the, yeah, but the point you is, like it's like gain inches. Yeah, no, it's like you can kind of jump a little or something. I don't know. But there's just there's just so much different stuff. And there's like knowledge of the arts and there's knowledge of the occults. And then there's knowledge of fucking whatever this, that and the other and politics and convincing people. Heck, even and manners. Mm-hmm. Etiquette. Oh, yeah. So that's, Etiquette. that's why the skill tree is, is interesting is that you get to sort of choose what tools you have. And so the way that they go about it is that if you level up a skill more than level one, like you need to have at least level one in order to 
have that avenue available to you at all. But if you level it up more than that, then it gets cheaper and you have like a resource pool that you need to manage and stuff like that. But you can definitely do what Zoe was doing where you can go really wide and then you can be like, I want to see all the different options I have and I'm willing to spend extra for it and, and, and I'll manage it from there. But I just want to see all the options. And there's a lot of cool stuff and you get to see them fly by if you don't have them or you get to to utilize them in order to like like linguistics. You're reading through these letters that you found at the beginning and you can uh, translate letters if you know more about linguistics that'll help you later on. So there's actually a lot of ways you can get around or into or solve these puzzles that uh, use these really cool, like kind of novel uh, skills. And and that that part is just is is super cool. And uh, and they they really lean into them too. Like for instance, if you do evil stuff, like I know Gabe is really into the evil playthrough. And back in the day when he played it, he did that. He would just be such a dick to everyone. And it's not just like I'm addicted to you for one line, and now we return to normal. It's like you're addicted to them for like thirty lines straight. And you're like, this is exhausting. Chill. <laughs> um, and it's like it's different. Like you really, whether it does have super lasting impacts on the story is yet to be seen for all of us. And I don't know the answer, but you do feel like you are using different ways to tackle these problems, and that is pretty fucking cool. And and also, God, sorry. One thing last I wanted to say about that is that sometimes and in many situations you can actually solve the puzzle without the skills at all not always but sometimes you can but the skills will be able to give you extra information like you might learn that lemons are the way that you can fucking use like you'd write things invisibly on a piece of paper i'm still appalled you didn't know that in real life i didn't know that in real life but you can guess it without that in other words you can solve the puzzle if you the person guesses it but you can use your skills to gain extra information where they basically give you hints which is a really cool way of, of approaching that too. So yeah, it's kind of like little shortcuts you can take. Mm-hmm. Or just tips. Like, you know, just that's like the tool tip that goes, hey man, did you know you can save? Like, it's like that sort of shit. Well, it's, it's also like, world. to kind of go off that same point, this might be more of a uh, divisive issue, but not an issue, but like how you can, they have like kind of like the skill checks, but they don't actually like lead to anything. Like for instance, you can like, analyze the ash in the fireplace for that same puzzle mm-hmm. and he's just like it's ash i don't think it'd be useful and you're just like motherfucker <laughs> yeah and you and you pay for that too but yeah it's you, like, you spend points on that and then also how it, it like it can do that but it also can allude to like you can still take the ash and even if the character is like i don't think it'll be useful you can still like throw it onto the book yes and be like ah uh, yes i'll reveal the hidden message and he's like all I did was ruin the book. It's yeah, like, <laughs> they have a, they have like a, an, a like an anti brute force mechanic that's in there kind of too, where it's like you can just be like I want to spend effort points all the time to win, but there's some stuff that you do that's just kind of dumb. It really makes you like really consider your options. Yeah, because it definitely leads in some like uh some like fake outs in there. Like I think it references that a little bit in one of the. I can't remember what, what it is. One of like the traits or skills or talents you can get. Um, but they have it so it actually blanks out like false options. Mm. So it is like a, a thing you can look forward to down the line. But it is cool that they do throw in these little fake outs. So it's not all just like, you know, traditional RPG where it's like, oh, you can get through this, you know, situation with a strength check or a speech check or like an agility check. You have different avenues. It's like, there are these options, but they might not work out for you. You know, 
you know, if it's like someone you're trying to like persuade or, you know, something like that, maybe coercing them or maybe intimidating them might not actually get you what you want. Mm. Especially. Yeah, because also as it stands, like each of the people that you meet in the game have these immunities or vulnerabilities to certain skills. So, mm. you know, there's the there's the comedic fact that, you know, the Duchess Emily, she's immune to logic. <laughs> so it's like you try to use logic on her and she will just shut you down. <laughs> Um, and you know, other people, you know, the servant I feel is just like vulnerable to just about anything at this point. Cause I feel like anytime I use a skill on him, it's like vulnerability. And I'm like, you poor soul. Yeah, it's unfortunately a punching so bag. You know, but that's like, but it's a beautiful way that they use their systems that they've built to like convey these ideas. Like for the servant, right? You just feel bad for him no matter what, cause he's vulnerable to all sorts of shit and especially just you being a dick. You know what well, I mean? It's, uh, kind of, it's kind of appropriate for the role of the servant, unfortunately. No, yeah, it's, it's just, <laughs> but it fits. It fits. Um, and Emily being immune to logic, man, that shit makes me laugh. But I love uh, George Washington being immune to politics. I guess it just means you can't bullshit him. We haven't tried it. I think it means maybe you just like you can't like make shit up. Like he, yeah, won't. I mean, it's not like he's like fuck politics. It's like he knows his shit, mm-hmm. so he could call you out on it. Yeah, but so that stuff is really cool because which might be what what. Emily being immune to logic is as well. Right. Could be. No, right. exactly. Instead, yeah. we're just going to meme it. <laughs> they reveal it early in a totally meme way, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's kind of interesting, though, is that, okay, so if you if you are a hardcore listener of this podcast, you might have seen the hype video. There was a particular hype video where James was playing The Outer Worlds, and he goes for, like, 20 points or some shit in fucking uh, communication skills. And that's, like, kind of the hipster niche choice in a game like that now they did a good job in that game to try to give you combat benefits but this game because Mm. there is no combat or at least none that we've really seen we've had altercations but they're not like okay now like shoot the dude with the right trigger they're not like that by the way that choice was followed up by me getting absolutely destroyed by some random animals true (laughs) true true (laughs) for like like, an hour and then i was like you know what I'm going to not play this game. Did you try talking to them? <laughs> yeah, apparently, like, those animals destroy everyone, I guess, over there behind the ship or some shit, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. they're crazy hard. But what's cool about this game, though, is that because it's all communication options, at least I, a gamer who typically goes for combat options and relies on the fact that I can headshot people, or at least I'll try until I fail, it's like... It kind of, there is none of that. So you sit there and you go, well, why the fuck would I ever need politics or etiquette? And then you're like, well, maybe. And this gives, this game presents you opportunities where etiquette and politics could be useful and is useful. And it just is this totally different mindset of how to approach it. Like, oh shit, like maybe I do want to learn about the arts because that sounds like a totally useless thing for this video game, but it's totally not. So that part is really fucking cool. Yeah, I admit, like, when we chose the occultist in our Saturday playthrough, I was like, why do we want to know about the sciences and arts? Like, that seems pointless for a murder mystery. But then sure enough, there's a couple areas where, you know, being a scientist actually helps because it's able to analyze objects in a more efficient manner. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Or, you know woo emily with your art expertise by listing off every single portrait in the art gallery yeah so he's like why can't i do this without the skill 
Like this is just my move, anyways. <laughs> oh yeah, if any if any of us on the podcast are gonna woo Emily, it's Zoe. You think Zoe's gonna woo Emily? Oh, dude, for sure. Dude, I went Elizabeth all the way for the first playthrough and for the second one, and then I was like, I think I need to look up to see what happens with with Emily's uh, ending, and it's way fucking lame compared to Elizabeth's. Look, what? man. So actually, fun fact. On. So. With my with my separate playthrough, I'm trying to avoid Emily at all costs because I'm actually quite disappointed with the character of Emily. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that she's wearing a backless corset with a slit that goes downward navel and <laughs> that dress is so breasts. ridiculous. Or the fact that, that, dress, spoilers that dress can people. only stay up with double sided tape. <laughs> like and they that's haven't the invented double sided tape yet. Like <laughs> that's the that's the great thing. So it's like this game is set in like the 1790s, and like everyone is dressed pretty historically accurate. And then fucking Emily like saunters up in her like <laughs> revealing dress with just and like it's just so clear that the game developers were just like we need sex appeal in this game. Emily, <laughs> like, let's Hell just yeah. take your breasts and just blow them up to extreme proportions <laughs> that defy gravity. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like PS1 Laura Croft levels. <laughs> They're just triangles. Oh my <laughs> God, pyramids. so true, yes. <laughs> what I do like, though, is that they very clearly pose her sex appeal, like, in opposition to being what feels like, especially if you ask more about Elizabeth and you talk to her more, if you have questioning and she doesn't pass you by on that when you see her on the stairs and you get to talk to her more, like, they put it directly opposed with kind of, like, saving her, like, a little bit of, like, what feels like an ethically positive choice to, like, go and help this lady that's really in trouble, especially because apparently your mom's fucking her over, and so you're kind of confused, and then you're like, but I love my mom, and then, like, there's, like, really, like, a lot of feelings going on there. And so then all that's happening, and it's, that's... Are you talking about Elizabeth or Emily? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Okay. So Elizabeth as a contrast to Emily. Like, they pose the two against each other. The Bioshock character. <laughs> I just hate that they have both of the female characters with names that start with an E. It's fucking me up <laughs> so terribly. That's true. You should, you know, that could happen. <laughs> That's bullshit. That would never happen. Yeah, really. you're right. Fuck that. One of you guys needs a nickname. Quick. Um, okay, you're backless, <laughs> and then you're fucking tattoos or some shit. You're, you're drugging me. <laughs> you're backless, but and anyway, you're insane, con- bitch. Continue, McCoy. <laughs> No, it's just, it's that they, it's, they put those two against each other so that it's like, if you, especially for me on my first playthrough where I was like, I too was, I don't think I was offended as you are, but I was like, I'm not buying you. Like you're trying to woo me and I'm not buying that. And this other person needs my help and apparently my mom's fucking her over. So then that's the, the dynamic that they kind of like want you to play with. So you can then, then play with going and trying to save the other person. Now that gets you to a crazy spot. I'm sure we'll talk about that, but you know. They they want to not just put it out there like a thing. They put it out there as a thing to be opposed to the like saving route, so that you can feel like, wow, I'm really I'm doing it right, man. Fuck that girl with the backless dress. I'm gonna go help this other one that's in distress. Hmm. Wow, that rhymed. I was so sick. I'm done with the podcast. I damn so sick. Your rap career is in full bloom. <laughs> I'm riding the yellow bus. Bars. Oh. Bars. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> Great the reference. Thing, like. The thing about Emily is just, well, first of all, like, this game can do stuff where it's like the the, the plot will progress kind of slowly and then it'll like 
skip over a bunch of other steps to the point where I feel like I'm getting whiplash. Like with Emily, it's like you're exploring artifacts in the basement with her. And sure, you're having like a flirtatious banter back and forth, but then you like mention her husband and she's like, yeah, like whatever. It's time and then to like bone. you're walking upstairs. <laughs> well, no, she's like, you're walking upstairs. She's like, you know, I have to admit, I'm really starting to enjoy your company. And then she's like, I'll be in your room. Don't, Don't be late. And you're like, yeah. whoa, holy well, shit. Where on. did this come from? Before <laughs> that, she's yeah. like, I have a husband. Also, I'm two different people. Let's also, bone. Yeah, and you're like, is this a foursome that you're offering me to? Like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely do really yeah. large jumps. Everybody kept confusing my sister and I for being the same person. So we decided to run with that. <laughs> Legally. <laughs> okay. Dude, I swear that was James's biggest problem with this whole fucking thing. He's like, that would never happen. Like, he was just like shouting into the mic like... No person in reality would dis like disappear the other person. What? Like Well, to be fair to them, it'd be a lot easier <laughs> to do in 1790 than it would now. Yeah. Now it's that like That is true. Yeah. Back uh, before social security was invented. Right before Twitter was invented. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Dude, they 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 definitely like for better or for it's worse. It's a lot take easier before on. everybody has a camera in their pocket. <laughs> yeah, before those damn Twitters and Facebooks. Yeah, that would be a strange way to figure out that the two sisters are actually not the same person when a facial recognition software only recognizes one of the two of them. And you're like, that's a weird glitch. And then you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you get friended by both of them on Facebook and you're like, oh. Dude, how funny would that be if they're like running this like investigative duo where they like are one person and then they just like forget, like I guess giggles on the side are running their normal two Facebook accounts. <laughs> And they both invite <laughs> you, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's done right, so, like, I guess, like, so, like, McCoy was really upset with our Saturday playthrough because we chose to, at the very end, you can choose to either, like, help Elizabeth or, like, go bone Emily. And all of us right. chose to bone Emily. And McCoy's like, I can't believe that you did that. Right. But to be honest, because that storyline was such a whiplash, like such a turn from I have a husband to I'll be in your room. You were down. I was like, there's, well, I, no, I was like, there's got to be something else here. Like, I'm going to go into my room. She's going to like, you know, double cross me. And like, yeah. that's going to be like, yeah, right. It, it's going to be like a, a setup or something. And I'm really curious to see what she's up to. But no, you, you go yeah. into your room and she's like stripped down. She's like, yep sleep with me and you're like that well fuck. I mean, to be fair, that, there was yeah, a little right? bit of so yeah. intrigue before but yes that does not work by the way in court <laughs> afterwards where you're like yeah i was just so intrigued because this person was into me and so i went in there with my underwear and i just thought they were gonna like double cross me but we had sex instead well it's um, like what it kind of like framed <laughs> itself to be it was like she she like inquires into like yeah your, she does your shit essentially yeah and it kind of seems like she's gonna double cross you but then she's like Oh yeah. All right, let's fuck. And honestly, and she like, okay, might cool. she might double cross you still. Like I I I would get the sense that I I'd be nervous of Look, her. Man. I totally know what you guys are talking about. Like she just doesn't seem to give a fuck about you. So why she 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 seems you know what she seems like she seems like a James Bond villainess or the sort of ambiguous uh, female character that clearly has power and has some sort of influence, but you don't know which side she's playing, and she might be playing both. That's kind of the vibe you get from her, where you're like I. I don't True. know. You don't However, feel like you're on my side, but you are helping me. However, to okay. quote that classic song, doesn't matter, had sex. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
Dude, and then he gives you one of the best animations of the game, which is him getting up in the morning where he goes, and he stretches a little. <laughs> and his arms are like fucking. Do you, know, do you know Woody from fucking Toy Story, right? Where yeah. his like arms are like these like so, you know, he just like looks. Yeah, it's like two oh. sticks tied together. Oh, God. It's like, it's, it's like bean bags, like sewn. I don't know how to fucking describe it, but yeah. So I, I could see why there'd be intrigue there. And I think there might still be intrigue there. But also think in our playthrough to defend all of you guys, which I don't know why the fuck I would do, but I'm going to do it anyways. We didn't have questioning. And so we didn't get to get deeper into Elizabeth's uh, past and in history and life and person. And as a result, her story was like a crazy person walks by the end. Should we save her? And so it's like very, very. It's true. There was not much lead up to like that encounter. It was kind of like, OK, you're kind of weird, but we don't really have like a close connection to you. And then suddenly she comes to us at night. When we're about to go swoon this lady, right. she comes to us and, is and like, she's like, "You need to save me immediately." <laughs> exactly. And you're like, um, "Yeah, true." No. <laughs> is this you coming on to me as well? I don't get it. Yeah. Exactly. So James, by the way, like, I don't know. There. So okay. Well, I guess I, I I'm addressing James, but this is an interesting thing that Zoe taught me because initially I played the Elizabeth playthrough. Uh, meaning right and both of us did and actually what's interesting is that both Gabe and I got at least I think the same ending I think identically the same ending um and so I thought incorrectly that there was only one Elizabeth ending uh and then Zoe's explained to be her ending and then I was like very confused because I had not heard that one and we and we started texting back and forth about like well what the fuck is actually happening here and so the ending that I initially got to this game it's vastly different. And sorry, the ending I got to the first episode, right? The cliffhanger is vastly different where you go to Emily, you try to save her and she's in that crazy room with all like the fucking crucifixes or whatever the fuck, all the, the writing on the walls and shit and the wallpapers torn and, and the, those like pentagrams or some shit. And oh, she, do you mean Elizabeth? Elizabeth. What okay. Else? That's it. Emily. I, I'm sorry. You go to Elizabeth and you, I'm telling you, it's confusing. <laughs> Quick side note, I want to mention, Zoe, when I was playing uh, I was playing a game on Steam, and I saw you log on, and then immediately started playing the council. So I took a picture and said to McCoy, like, oh, shit. <laughs> we were texting back and forth, like, do you think that Zoe's playing a second playthrough because she feels responsible for having at least one extra playthrough, or because she actually wants to do this? And we didn't have Those an answer. playing through such a train wreck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But here, I mean, here. certainly, yes. <laughs> oh, 100%. Oh, definitely. It was tough. Having a lot of people in the same room playing the same the game, you know, especially over a delay, all sorts of factors. It was tough, but... Um, so, was there a question in there? So, McCoy uh, was talking. Good yes, reference. Continue, McCoy. Good reference. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Dude, the only salvage, uh, the saving grace of me saying that to Zoe, which was, is there a question, was when I later did it to myself. If I hadn't have done that, man, I would have come off like the biggest asshole ever. <laughs> well, I mean, you were referencing the Super Bowl thing that happened last yes. the night before, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I was. Um, yeah. But I like, thought it was funny. Not funny. I'm not one to explain the joke or to in try to defend myself in any way that might be reasonable. Um, <laughs> As we saw with the plane and porn thing. Yeah, dude. 
It was <laughs> okay. So, I was going to comment on how our intro to this episode was like extremely tame compared to <laughs> most of our. Because Elena wasn't here, episodes. she just brings out the worst in Let's all of us. Let's keep it that way. No, I think we, if we had to rate it, I think if you're being very honest with yourself, I think the really ex- like exciting and explosive porn on planes intro. I'm not sure if it's number one, but it's definitely above the tame intro that we had today. Like, in terms of quality. To each their own. Yeah, look, man, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> Don't agree with that. Only There's only one stroke, and right. it's the one that I like. But um, McCoy, I think you were trying to talk about something <laughs> was I? related to the council. I thought this wasn't like the Super Bowl. Was that now a question? Now we're derailing the podcast. That was... Yeah, so it's that when you go to Elizabeth, not Emily, not uh, Backless, but you go to Tattoo. You go and, to Punk. <laughs> Yeah, you go to punk, you go to possibly crazy, you go to Scar, you go to whatever whatever you want to refer to her as. Scar. Scar. She has Scar. Daddy issues. You go to side haircut. Long live she the has the haircut where like only half her like head is shaved, and oh, I'm yeah, like, dude, she's got Damn. the Skrillex look. She's got that Skrillex yeah, look, and I was undercut. like, yo, it's an undercut. Except hers is because she has some serious scarring on the side of her face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was gonna say something like I don't think that's my favorite haircut, but then I was like, ooh, this might not be a choice thing, so maybe I'll just keep that <laughs> to myself. But uh, yeah, so if you go to save Elizabeth, what basically what happens is she takes you to that room and uh, she kind of switches immediately from like a help me to like a fucking I'm I'm running this shit, and she starts pouring drinks for you, and you're like, I don't know if I want to drink, but you take some of those and or you or you don't but i did i was like sure i'll take some and then he like he makes sure to explain to the player that this is a bad idea where he's like god i really shouldn't have another one of these anyways and just is this kind of like taking a drink in that crazy doctor's house in the other game yes exactly god these french developers (laughs) (laughs) they use the same strats (laughs) except there it was like one drink in this case like you drink like a few yeah and yeah, like McCoy said, the pl- the character is like, I shouldn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas in in Heavy Rain is more like, you should know not to do this. McCoy, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, yeah, look, it's tough, man. But uh, yeah, so basically, like, you sort of get into this weird scenario where she starts to like run this. She has to explain to you all this craziness that's happening. She explains to you what your mom has done to her. She explains that she, her days are numbered. She might she's gonna be killed, and you're like, you're crazy, whatever. And then basically she drugs you, uh, and she basically like spikes your drink. And apparently she's drinking it too, but it doesn't affect her because of I guess story or like exposure or something. She's had it a bunch. I mean, yeah, or tolerance. Yeah, I was gonna say she's probably, probably had a yeah, bunch of that. Probably tolerance. <laughs> yeah, like it's like pro- it's like probably tolerance where it's like there's probably not gravity on Emily's tits. It's like, you know, it's like you know what I mean? It's like that level. Wow. You know. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, so. Then you... She just learned to tolerate gravity. <laughs> she built up a tolerance. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She was like on Mars for a little bit or some oh, shit. Man. I don't know. But anyways, the point is that you pass out. And she's like, go to sleep or whatever the fuck. And you pass out and you wake up and she's dead on the fucking floor. You're missing a key point to this story, though, McCoy. So as you're drinking, she asks you, what do you think should I do? Should I... And you have the choice of saying, you know, you should stay here. This is better for your health. Or I think you should do everything possible for you to escape. And so, McCoy, in your playthrough, you told her she should stay put. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I was like going to get to that in the sense of like, I, I, the first time through, I didn't even notice that as a huge decision point, despite the fact that it kind of indicates it via the UI. But I just thought like, yes. So that ended up. If you're being in an abusive difference. relationship, don't ask McCoy. <laughs> That's great advice. That's great fucking advice. Like, <laughs> dude, like, I, I, that reminds me of uh, fucking our relationships where, like, you see, you guys know about that? It's like basically people asking questions about relationship advice. Yes, we know Reddit. Yes. Oh, well, I'm glad to know that you know Reddit. Um, but yeah, so Damn. it's. I thought you meant like our relationships when you said <laughs> our relationships. And I was like, that reminds you of our relationships? Like, what? <laughs> McCoy's the abuser. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Um, I do say, oh, God, how am I going to tell the story in the podcast? Maybe I won't. But anyways, um, more of the story. Maybe I won't, but I will. Yeah. I know. You know it's fucking bad if I choose not to tell it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you, if, if you choose to tell the story, I will warn you, you are like four tangents at deep right now. So if you want to add another layer, go ahead. <laughs> Can you map it out? How it's do like we, being an onion. The more we feel bad, I the do, more we I cry. Do. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Continue, McCoy. Go. Uh, I will have you know that you started at least one of those layers. But for a key important detail that I was missing, so fair enough. Dude, I'm shocked. You're like four layers deep in this tangent, and you're only two beers deep in real life. Wow. And... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to say. I don't know what the fuck to say. The point is that there, the first time I played this game, there was an incredibly powerful ending that I thought was like the standard ending that I thought you know all reasonable people would come to, and I thought our playthrough would come to also, which it didn't, because uh, we went for the sex uh, appeal. But instead, yeah, there's this crazy shit where you get framed for Elizabeth's death, uh, and there's this amazing like they play the the theme song you know for the game like the da 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 da, and then you're like oh shit, and the French guy the side hand not Napoleon comes in with a fucking pistol and he's like what the fuck, what are you doing like like you murdered her and you're like oh god and it's this amazing amazing cliffhanger for the end of the first episode you're like where the fuck is this going, and what's interesting to me and I'm excited to see in this first next episode is the playthroughs are really different in terms of the ending. So I'm interested to see, like, do they do the classic story thing where they just write everyone into the same tree again? Like, do they just take all the splintered paths and they just unify them or, or what happens? Cause as Zoe was telling me, like Elizabeth doesn't even die in her playthrough. When she went to Elizabeth, she went to Elizabeth and Elizabeth didn't die because she told her to run or some shit. And that's like drastically different than her dying. So what the fuck? Like, where does this go? Same. I didn't even know that was an option. I assumed that if you went with Elizabeth, she died as like a huge like intrigue, like a huge wrench thrown into the plot of like, oh, damn. Right. Right. So like I was like texting McCoy at first being like, this is like, oh, God, she got me drunk and like I fell asleep and that's how the episode ended. Like I'm doomed. And then I decided to watch like McCoy's ending of the game. And I was like. Oh, never mind. I'm happy with my ending. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. other ending's pretty fucked. Except that it's like, it's weird because I feel the opposite. Whereas like, I totally could see why you, because you'd be happy with that ending in the sense of like, I didn't fuck my playthrough up, but I was happy with the ending where she dies because I was like, oh fuck, where's this going? <laughs> Holy shit. I love the idea that Zoe is like, 
oh god mccoy yeah she like drugged me man this is so crazy and you're like yeah i know when she wakes up dead so he's like what and you're like what <laughs> you're basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah she texted me like so i think my claim glitched out because it like didn't she didn't nothing happened like you described at all and i was just like oh really <laughs> dude but what's crazy is i i looked at a video and it was called the council all endings and we had watched this months ago together you and me gabe um i'm pointing to him but for the visual the listeners who aren't watching on youtube where we have visuals just he kidding is, he just is kidding. vigorously pointing at i'm me. vigorously pointing but we watched this video and unbeknownst to us the top comment to that video which we did not know is this this is not all endings you missed Ooh. one how sick is that and that was the one that zoe got Yo, fuck that YouTuber, right? <laughs> so, no, yeah, it's it's definitely really cool, and I like, yeah, I certainly echo your sentiment, and where I hope with how each of our respective endings have had us end up, that you know, episode two doesn't start off with like a wash, like a blank slate. I would, I wouldn't think it would, only because if Elizabeth dies, like. That would be really shitty to be like, you, you murdered her. And then the next episode would be like, well, another dinner. Let's go, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like more realistically, it's like, it's like Elizabeth escaped and then she died on the way out and we're blaming you too. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Like, I, I do hope that there's some variability. And I think like, I, I do get a little worried because for a decision based game, there's a lot this game does that well there, <laughs> there's a lot this game d does that like doesn't account for the multiple dialogue options you have to choose because it seems like all of the um all of the side characters have like a one tailored response even if it doesn't make sense for the story itself mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is like there's just some glaring plot holes that kind of bother me right now in the sense that like you you talk to this cardinal piacci at the beginning and he's like, I have this letter for your mother. And you're like, oh, well, my mother's not here. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, I know she she arrived some time ago. Like, she's probably upstairs sleeping. And your character doesn't have the option to ever tell Piachi that your mother's missing. Mm -hmm. So you're just kind of agreeable with him being like, yeah, she'll, like, give me the letter. I'll give it to her. Like, whatever. And so... But then later down the line, you're in a group conversation talking about how your mother's missing. And Piachi's just like, I'm sure she'll turn up. Like, but <laughs> he just kind of accepts that fact. Hmm. Like, he doesn't question being like, wait a minute. Like, I said she might be upstairs sleeping. And you said, sure. And now not. Like, so that came off as a red flag to me where I'm like, hmm, this is a shady motherfucker. Like, hmm. he has two stories. Like, <laughs> maybe he's, like, you know, trying to be two people at once. And maybe I shouldn't trust him. But, no, I come to the conclusion that this is just really bad writing. Mm on the game's mm. part where it's just like I have not accounted for the fact that Piachi like it's like, a small game development team and they can't account for well, every yeah. single I mean yeah they gave themselves well, a lot of loose ends to tie up yeah they did at, at first well cause at first I was like ooh the game's trying to be tricky with me but then there's other instances in the game where they kind of bash you over the head when you need to remember something's off yeah. in the sense that then there's another scene where like it's a scene with Mortimer and uh and Sir Holm playing a game of chess and like it's just kind of comical in the sense that Mortimer's just like 
oh, like, we don't know where Madame de Richet went, you know, but we put her son in her room in hopes that he might find something, which should automatically clue the gamer to be like, okay, I need to look in the room. But they still have to follow it up with fucking Louis following up that comment with, hmm, that's a thing to remember. <laughs> Louis, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> like, I do have to remember this. Like, thank you. Like, you don't need to pound me over the head with it. But um, so that kind of like clues Might me in that maybe. In French. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just kind of all I'm just kind of thinking like maybe I'm just thinking this game is a little too clever. I'm I'm making this game too clever than perhaps what it is and who knows like i said it's only episode one they could totally like you know they could totally pull a fast one on me and like have piachi actually secretly be evil i do have that compartmentalized in the back of my head just in case but it just also makes me worried that this game just like loves to contradict its stories because it doesn't account for every dialogue option that you ever say yeah yeah definitely mm. i mean like the the thing with this game is that like the trailer is fascinating and the first episode depending on how you play it uh, at least my first playthrough had a lot of intrigue and you sit there at the end of that first episode at least i did for the way i played it and i was like hmm there's a lot going on here and there's a lot of potential and there's a lot of intrigue and a lot of interest and a lot of cool systems where are they gonna go and you worry you worry for them. Like, is this, did you play all your cards in the most beautiful episode one ever? And as a result, you got to where you got to. And then is it now going to be only downhill from here? I think they, they do it. They do that really well too with at the end of every chapter. Well, okay. So they do like, there's like the three, not three. There's like the episodes? five episodes. Okay. But they have like the chapters in each episode. Mm-hmm. At the end of each chapter, they're like, here's where you succeeded. Here's things you missed. And here's where you failed. Mm-hmm. So it really right. like highlights that aspect of like, oh, here's things you missed out on. Hope it doesn't come back to bite you. And you're kind of sitting there like, oh, shit, did I fuck up? Yeah. Like, did I, oh, should I have done this instead of that? Or like, oh, man. But that part is good. That part is like, okay, now I'm starting to be a little more invested in my choices. No, I kind of hope yeah, they fuck absolutely. us over. Yeah, I'm just saying it shit. lends to that where you're like, oh, did I like play my cards right? Did I do everything I should have done? Yeah, like it, it kind of helps bring you into the story of like highlighting these, you know, all these choices you have and then highlighting where it's like, well, you did this and fair enough, but you could have done this. And you're like, ooh, maybe I'm yeah. second guessing myself here. I hope. Right. I'm like expecting them to be like, you trusted Piachi. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I know. That'd be fucking <laughs> awesome. I hope we get there. I so so just to clarify, like I had played first episode and i played the second episode of this game that's as far as i've gotten so i certainly don't know the answers to these questions and i think the main question that i have with this game right now being like honest to where we are with it but also not knowing that much further in the future is just like where does it take these things how how does it stick the landing if you would is there payoff to these sorts of things did it for lack of a better term did it blow its load early? Do you know what I mean? Like, is what? That's the best term you could use. For lack of a better term, <laughs> for lack of a worse term. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't know, and I, I actually, I, I definitely don't know. I think what's really fascinating about watching us all go through it in a bunch of different ways, 
and having us all played it together and then having me played it alone and then having Gabe and I and fucking Keenan and maybe Alexa or some shit all playing it. Was it, was that, that doesn't matter, but I think it was just you and me maybe with Elena at least, but there's a lot of variance to this first episode. And I'm somewhat disappointed mm. at how much we got out of the first playthrough that we got because the first one that I did was fucking way more intrigued than this. But then I'm interested to see, like, does is that variance... Okay, this sounds fucked up, but, like, if you take it from... If you, if you, if you channel the spirit of Adam, right, he would explain God to you... his soul. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he would explain to you that these He's sorts dead. of branching story <laughs> games are always fighting the essentially like the fact that they could have in, infinite possible outcomes and so they what they try to do is they try to have a mainline story that you branch from but then return to and they'll occasionally give you big story choices but then how much does that infect down the effect down the line and i don't know and i'm nervous to see because you can still have an by the way you know it's it's not to say that a, a story fails if it if it sticks to the main line and branches and then comes back. But if it's so obvious that it kind of hurts you and you start to groan, and you start to cringe, like, ah, oh, that was stupid. I, I chose this and that didn't have any impact at all. Or where the fuck was that? Or I thought Piaggi didn't know this and now he's talking about this. What the fuck's happening? Like that stuff can can knock you a little bit. So I'm 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 afraid for where this game goes in terms of that. I will say I think it's I think it's a little distasteful to sit here and just blatantly say that because we picked the Emily ending that was like, oh, that's, come on. Yeah. Why the fuck do you guys do that? Yeah. It's, you know, in the moment is the intrigue of seeing Elizabeth murdered and naked. being framed oh, for sorry. it. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Naked. <laughs> saying, like, naked. No. It's the intrigue of, see, of waking up and seeing uh, Elizabeth murdered and you being framed for it less than just having sex with Emily. Sure. Probably. <laughs> but... <laughs> We don't know what that's going to lead to down the line. Right. So there's more unsaid that we're going to discover. So and I think it's, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like. Well, the hope is that we, we do, the hope is that there is more to, yeah. to cover. That's, that's the thing. It's like, I think it's a little too early to be like, oh man, we should have gone with the other, right. the other ending for right. chapter one. Yeah. But that, that does then come with the hope that there is more down the road, right. more intrigue to be had from our choice. So hopefully it's not like, yeah, you said sex with Emily, nice. Yeah. <laughs> High like, five, okay. bro. Yeah. Like, Sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't find your mom. Yeah, like, I do hope sex, that she, bro. like, maybe maybe uses it against you in the future or something. Like, I hope it's not just seriously, like, just for the sex appeal and to see Emily in a nice, scantily clad corset. <laughs> like, I really hope that the game would be classier than like that. Like I've said before but, with uh, Doki Doki. <laughs> Like, the best way to play Doki Doki, if you're a pervert, is to just have <laughs> animated porn on the background and then alt-tab once it starts not giving it to you. It's the same with this game. Because, like, this game doesn't give you shit. Like, there was no payoff for the ending of having sex with her. It was like, whoa, here's the camera angle. You might see, like, the lower back, which you've already seen, and then it's, Dude, like, to done. to be fair, though, so, that was probably, like, the first time that... You've ever seen lower back? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> That was probably oh, that was probably the first time Louis ever talked to a, a woman who wasn't his mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. And then he got to lead that into true. sex, dude. Dude, that's huge well for played, him, bro. Good job, dude. Jeez, Emily, you smell like my mother. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh uh, my god. Oh, that is just truly terrifying and horrifying. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
And with that, I think... I will say, no. um, like, so Brandon, who also yes. play, like, played this yes. alongside us on Saturday, he did want to mention one one talking point, which I think, like, is probably a little important, like, perhaps, okay. or maybe it's just a technicality. But he's really, and I too, for that matter, are really bothered by the fact that George Washington said that the Golden Order helped him secure his election campaign, mm. when in reality, George Washington never wanted to, like, actually be, be president. Yeah. <laughs> like, the people yeah, voted him in. Like, like right if you buy the normal story. <laughs> oh! Right? <laughs> Right? No, this game sets up alternate shit. Like Luminary it's trying confirmed. to like shit up set up a sort of like conspiracy theory side of history where yeah. all, again, like it's like you could I, I, I totally like that's a reasonable criticism, but it's just funny to me because it's the same with potentially all of it. Like, wait, why is Napoleon and George Washington like in the fucking same weird mansion that this rich guy has? It's like Yeah, on some strange creepy island yeah. somewhere. Yeah, my gripe was <laughs> he's like, Yeah, Mortimer helped finance my campaign. I'm like did you like really campaign though? Yeah, that's fair. Who yeah. did you campaign against? <laughs> campaign yeah. finance wasn't a thing. Also, he <laughs> was the equivalent of a billionaire. So yeah. Mm. Well, he's not going to use his money. <laughs> <laughs> right, and like even so, it does use like it still kind of uses some real world like actual events that have happened. And so, like, you're in this weird pseudo space of, like, alternate history and actual history. And I'm kind of in the camp where I feel like if you're going to twist history, you need to go in one camp or the other. Like, it needs to be an alternative history route or, like, it needs to stick true. But having this kind of picking bits and pieces of, like, historical accuracy, but then in other parts being like... Yeah, we're just going to gloss that over and pretend that never happened or like we're just going to erase this guy's personality cuz yeah, he was like this, but we don't want this for our game. Like I feel like there needs to be like some sort of like I don't know, clear-cut decision. Yeah. I, I just like, had a memory of uh, Let's be historically accurate. I had the memory of McCoy talking to Napoleon and being like, "Yeah, no, the people need rights." It should be up to the people. And he was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, and, yeah, Napoleon's like, are you fucking serious? And all of us are like, McCoy, are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I like the the weird, like, you don't know what's, what's like, canon in this world or not. But I get it. Like, I can see why you wouldn't like that. I, I just, to me, I'm like, it puts you in the space of, like, I don't know what's coming next. I don't know what's happening. And I, I appreciate that from, like, a, okay, they're clearly creating an alternate history, but it has roots in history. So your yeah. knowledge of history still counts. It's, you can still use your knowledge of the arts and they still apply. You can still use your knowledge of politics. Sort of. They still apply. Like they want to like flirt sort that of. line. So it's, yeah, I can see it being tough and being like, well, that's bullshit. Cause I was using my knowledge of politics and that makes no fucking sense. It's like, well, whoops. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Whoops. <laughs> Stop cursing. We're trying to woo the 12 year olds here. McCoy. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> damn um so i think that brings us to i think what should become a staple which is just like a question of how do you feel going into the rest of the episodes or at least the next section we're playing two and three next we're probably gonna have to talk off air i guess because we don't like strategy on air about like when we need to schedule that and if it's gonna take us 30 hours because i walk slow down hallways but how do you guys feel <laughs> about 
going forward? Are you excited to see where this game goes? Are you cautiously optimistic? Are you already out? What do you guys think? Well, if we want to woo the 12 year olds, we're going to play Fortnite instead. Whoa. That. We need some more I camera angles. I put my foot guys. down. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to get that shit. No. Yes. <laughs> it has great camera angles. You guys fucking suck. The camera angles of this game, the composition of this game is fucking awesome. Composition. The color choice and color Colors. palettes and color contrast is amazing. Uh, if oh, you yeah. had to, tr- if you had yeah. to face uh, yourself, uh, yeah, look at that camera angle. Uh, uh, yeah. All I'm saying is uh, that all I'm saying you've chosen framing. quite the hill to die on. There is an artistry oh, the to composition. So good here. <laughs> it kind of hurts, but okay, you should get a job at visual. <laughs> at visual, I, the thing is, I agree. I agree with you. The camera, like, all of those things are incredibly impressive in this game, in a lot of a lot of the game, at least. Uh, and then, yeah. like, the framing of some horrific-looking face shows up, and you're like, wow, that's a well-framed just monstrosity. Oh, I uh, so agree with you. Because it felt like, it felt like they, like, did the framing, like, with that, before the faces were there, and they were like, okay, so if there's a great face, this is going to be an amazing shot. And it's like, there's not. There's not. <laughs> Pull back. Last <laughs> thing is, McCoy's. We don't. We don't disagree with you. Yeah. The framing is great. Yeah. But you don't need to say that every time the camera changes angles. Here's why I do. Because I felt like <laughs> I felt like there was not a recognition. There was not like a clicking. I didn't hear the audible clicking in your mind. Yeah. Which is which is why I started recognizing it audibly throughout the play through. <laughs> I appreciate yes, that. That's why we started making fun of you. Is that why? Yeah. 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 I felt like well, that's that where I got exist. it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, okay. I'm going to call on people. Gabe, how do you, no, fuck, we're not starting with Gabe. Fuck that. He's already played episode two. That fucking sucks. Actually, uh, no, I don't think I did because I thought the Elizabeth ending that I got, I thought that was at the end of episode two. Okay. So you have no idea where we are now. I don't think so, unless if I'm just totally forgetting episode two. Okay, I think you are. Yeah. Yeah. Because one puzzle I, I remember. I actually, no, no. I think I've played like a quarter, maybe a half of episode two. Okay, that could be Because I remember I did see this scene immediately after the ending of chapter one. Yeah. So yes. I've at least seen don't that. Don't spoil it. No, I'm not going to spoil it. So, James, <laughs> how do you yeah. feel going into the next couple episodes? What? Where is your mindset? Are you... What are you feeling? You know, um, I might have been a little drunk uh, and not totally following the story. Reasonable. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I'm enjoying it. Really, the the like kind of ridiculous occult, like that era occultism stuff is fun to me, and. Um, it's totally ridiculous, but in an enjoyable way. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm excited to find out what happens um, with uh, Elizabeth and your mom. <laughs> and are they the same person? <laughs> Is your mom the other half of Elizabeth? <laughs> Fuck Emily. Did, did your mom like like impart her soul into Elizabeth's body? Question mark. Yeah, it, that could have happened. 
and that's what all the markings are from. Damn. I will say, yeah. based on our playthrough on Saturday, Never. James has just this impeccable ability to like read skill trees, even if they're like non-combat related, where he just like understands what's going on. And so it was, it was like delightful to hear you being like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This game is indicating us this based on these systems. I think that's a big choice here. Maybe we should spend like, you know, I don't know. Um, so I'm excited to see how the skill tree sort of builds out and if we can get more interesting and nuanced with that and sort of where that goes and how we can build our character. Um, mm. So, all right. Yeah. So then, Thanks. Zoe, how do you feel? You've only played this game 18 times at this point. So which of your playthroughs <laughs> are you going to continue? <laughs> <laughs> no, so contrary to popular belief, I just did my own separate playthrough once. So I have the... The group playthrough and then my own playthrough. But I, I'm excited, actually. I know I didn't sound like I was excited because I feel like I kind of went in on this game in a couple areas throughout this You podcast. went in this game in every area except but, for the skill tree, just to clarify. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, like the, the game mechanics are what is salvaging this game for me so far because I do find it to be super interesting with the leveling up and seeing like my character's capabilities. Um, so I'm excited to continue along that path. Um, you know, like I said, like with with story plots and plot holes and everything, like I get a little bit worried with what the story is going to drop versus what it's going to really hone in on. I feel like it's very scattered right now mm. in terms of objective. And so I do hope that they find a way to either tie all of these loose ends either together or to have each of these loose ends have their own cohesive storyline. Um, that's my only worry going into this, but it's intriguing so far. Um, I, you know, had, I guess the better of the Elizabeth endings in my own playthrough. So I am actually extremely curious to see, uh, what'll happen with that, um, in, in that respect. Um, but I'm excited, you know, it, it's been, it's been fun and, you know, I, I just hope, you know, it continues being fun. Wow. Yeah. There's nothing Fair. like a video game turning into work halfway through and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I just That's really hope that it's not something where it's like this Elizabeth plot line because Elizabeth did not die in my playthrough. I really hope it's not something where they're like, oh, yeah, she ran away. And then I just never hear from her the rest of the game. <laughs> like, like, look, to be honest, we thought you would kill weren't her. Weren't you so. saying she should run away? Yeah, I, t I told her she should run away. But like, so if she I don't know. then like, runs away, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> fair point, James. You called me out on that. But no, like, I do. I do hope that she like will be integrated in some other like story plot later down the line if she does actually run away. Like I I would hate for that to be the absolute end of her character cuz she is a very interesting character being this, you know, supposedly stillborn daughter of John Adams, you know, the secret daughter no one knew of. She has a compelling backstory especially when it is intertwined with your own character's mother. <laughs> and everything so it's just like i really hope that they just don't create that whole that whole like complex storyline and then she just runs away and like i don't know it's like oberden oh she's alive in africa like, <laughs> like no, you're real good. 
Dude, okay, wait. Before we get to Gabe, I actually really want to bring up this this concept that I think you've just sparked in my mind, which is if you take the idea that I brought up before, which is that these branching narrative games always have a main line and then they branch from there and they typically come back and how much they're willing to branch and if they're willing to make major branches, like if they're willing to actually split into two mainline stories and how that uh, taxes the developer's resources and makes it harder. I think another side effect too that I think is interesting is it can create huge decision remorse. Like you were just explaining right there. You're like, God, I hope my playthrough doesn't fucking go totally sideways to what's going on because I kind of want to see. And so there's also that side element of like, if you really commit to like these super branching stories, then where people end up is so fucking wild sometimes that they're like, I, I didn't mean to to take that left turn there and now I'm fucking lost. Where the fuck am I? I hate this ending. I hate <laughs> everything. I'm playing 10 more hours of this garbage playthrough. Um, so I don't know, but it's just something to consider as you play these, uh, choice games of like how far away they take you from what seems to be the main line and, and whether or not you regret that you feel like that choice was something you made intentionally. Um, just something to think about. I don't have any answers, but it's just interesting to me because I thought, you know, I guess previously I thought like the more branching paths, the better, but the harder on the resources, that's the trade-off, but not necessarily. If you have a really cool story and you don't get to show it to someone at all because they instead killed off all the main characters, that that's different too so right yeah all right gabe i know you've played yeah, i mean oh go ahead. i i just wanted to bring up like was it um you showed me a video a long time ago mccoy about i think it's called the paradox of choice mm, yeah sure a classic um and that I, that feels like it might be you know might ring true here as well it's like you know if, if you feel like you have so many options, you might just f be disappointed with whatever you get. Yeah. Because you feel that you had so many options and so you ought to have you been should able have to been pick. able to get the better one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's another weird element of this where I feel like we, we had to dig into the endings. We had to dig into what the different choices were here at the end because I was so taken aback by what Zoe's ending was. But as a result, we've gone into the inner workings of the game already without finishing it. And that to me personally is a little uncomfortable. I think we had to do it because I was so confused. But there's also something to be said for just letting it unfold and then afterwards being like, hey, what the fuck just happened? Because mm. we now have extra visibility into how this is potentially going to unfold and we're kind of watching four storylines at once to see if one of them might be good but there is something to be said for if our playthrough on saturday which i made fun of i thought we made the wrong choices wasn't as exciting well first of all like you guys have all said we don't know where it's going it could be more exciting that's true but also it's valid that's a way you can play the game and we did it so if it's not as exciting then that might also be a problem so we we'll see we'll see how this goes and it unfolds but Fuck, I guess I just went. I'm ex I'm excited to see where it goes. <laughs> Gabe, what do you think, man? Before Gabe goes, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm uh I'm excited to see where it'll end up. Um I I do really like the the focus of this game of you know, it's all based off of like dialogue mm -hmm. and that's pretty much all it is. Um but Regardless of, I mean, my solo game I did where I got the Elizabeth dies ending to chapter one to then us doing this group playthrough where we got the sleep with Emily ending. 
to chapter one. Um, I'm just excited to see what the overall story ends up being. Um, who knows? I mean, is there more like immediate intrigue into Elizabeth dying and you being framed for it? Sure. But I think that the, given that that's one, one ending for the first episode of a five episode series, you know, I think that they have some tricks up their sleeve and have some, you know, plot twists or whatever down the road. So I'm excited to see that, even though we went with the objectively tamer ending of episode one. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to see how it all ends up going and how twists and turns happen and what characters do what and all that. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how it all goes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, cool. Um, in case I think it's you... amusing how during our heavy rain playthrough, McCoy was so proud of getting us to the point where we would sleep uh, with uh, what's her name. And in this playthrough, <laughs> yeah, in this playthrough, he's like, we made the wrong choice sleeping with the chick. <laughs> yeah, this is maybe like a hindsight's 2020. Like, I don't worry, I've already slept with that chick. So in hindsight, I know it's not the right move. I don't, you're right. I think that's totally hypocritical. And I don't know why. I think you're just mad that we didn't get framed for murder. I think I'm just mad because that first ending that I played was so fucking rad that I was like, damn, I wish they could have seen that live. But say la vie as they, I'm sorry. Say la duriche. I can't do it. I can't do the fucking American French accent that they try to pull off. But yeah. Say Levi. Say Levi. Say Levi. Exactly. On the zeroth floor, we shall continue. So, anyways, yes, we're gonna play episodes two and three next week, and after that, allegedly four and five, if we can keep the band together, we'll see if we're all still alive at that point. Yeah. Oh my god. But awesome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, maybe in the future, tune in for news sections at the beginning. Uh, uh, or not. Um, but just, you know. We'll see if we do our research. Yeah, let us know if you want the news section at the beginning. Yeah, let us know if you want to uh, go to a, other yeah. reputable news sources, steal their shit, and then have a worse opinion and interpretation of it than was originally. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. McCoy's going to make a bunch of fake accounts and comment, yes, I'd love to see that. Uh, dude, I have them already waiting in the wing. <laughs> boy. Yeah. How do you think we got our uh, five-star reviews on iTunes? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Sorry, Steve Jobs. Anyways, cool. Um, yeah. Take care of yourselves. Uh, it's another week, but uh, we hope you're all well. And uh, goodbye. Great choice. Fuck yeah.